I'd like to thank you for joining me. I'm Derek Grant, your host. I'm a former Harlem Globetrotter. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a son. More than anything, I am an enthusiast for the game called life. My hope is with this podcast to show you that we're actually all more connected than what we think. We all go through the struggles of life. We all have to endure the storms. No one's trek to the top of their mountain is a straight line. Thank you for joining me. This is the Pathway to Your Results podcast. What is going on, everybody? I am Derek Grant, your host for this podcast. Not just any podcast, but the Pathway to Your Results podcast. The intention behind this podcast is that we help you continue along your journey to find and be all that you truly are, um, regardless of what you do. So, you know, here we are in season two now, and I was kind of going through everything and the outline of, of what we wanted to talk about and what we wanted to address in season two. And I'm going to basically take things that I do in my life and that I do on a daily basis and what I've had to encounter. And hopefully at some point in your life, you have dealt with this and this will help you get through it. So this is the intention behind season two with every episode that we go through. But um, this this one right here, man, I, it took me a long time to understand. It took me a long time to really comprehend this because you, we were programmed actually to be the opposite. But. Man, life, sometimes you got to touch the stove to really know how hot it is. And, you know, my father used to always tell me when I was younger, he's like, you know, I can tell you something, but you won't know until you actually experience it yourself. So the analogy he would use is, he's like, you know, I tell you not to touch the, touch the stove because it's hot. Well, you won't believe that it's hot until you touch the stove and you get burnt and then you will see, oh, wow, dad was right. So how many times in life do we have to feel it? Before we heal it, you have to deal with the tough times, the setbacks, the hardships, um, the, the adversity. You must encounter it, allow it to work its course, course, feel the pain so then you can heal the issue that has come to the surface. So here's how life works. And I feel like I, I, I you know, I meditate a lot for those of you that don't know and um no less than an hour a day. I don't, I can't tell you when's the last time I've done less than an hour a day. I don't do it all at once. Very rarely with an eight year old and a six year old, do I get to do it all at once? But when you add everything up throughout the day, I meditate at least an hour a day. And through meditations, I tell people I get downloads and those who meditate know what I'm talking about. You will get downloads that come with information from a place that is not here on earth. And one of these things that I've, I've, I've learned through these downloads is Everything that comes to you that seems like it sucks or it's hard, the reason why it comes is to bring to the surface a deeper issue that needs to be healed. So let's just say um, uh, you struggle with infidelity in your marriage, right? And no infidelity has actually taken place, but there is um, a lack of trust or you, you're constantly arguing and there's, there's, there's just resentment in your relationship because of um, the anticipation of infidelity. Well, really, what the issue is, it isn't the fact of you worrying about somebody else cheating on you. The problem is, is deep down inside your inner child, right? The, the, the part of you has dealt with some type of relational infidelity 
that it never healed. So now this is a trigger. This is a wound that did not get properly cleaned out so it could heal properly. So now what your brain does, a part of your brain called your reticular activating system, it constantly scans and looks for any reason to affirm this subconscious feeling that you have. So if your biggest fear is, oh no, she might, she might cheat on me or he might cheat on me or, you know, I won't make the team or I'm going to get cut. If this is your deep, deep subconscious feeling, your RAS in your brain will constantly look for anything to affirm this. But the pain that you're feeling, the hurt that you're feeling, um, all of these negative vibrational, um, emotions that you're feeling, the reason why you're feeling them is because it's bringing to the surface something else, an issue that needs to be healed. But here's what ends up happening. We pay attention to the feeling because this is what the ego wants to do. The ego wants you to pay attention to the feeling instead of the cause. So the feeling is the effect. The root of the feeling is the cause. The ego is, it it distracts you. It wants you to focus on the pain of the sensation of the feeling and what they've done. And I can't believe he cut me and this happened. Okay. That's just the effect. The effect will continue to happen until you deal with the cause. But the only way to deal with the cause is for the effect to arise. So this is why I say you have to feel it to heal it. But then it goes further than feeling it. You must now bring awareness to the feeling that you're dealing with. Why? I call this the five-year-old. Why? Ask yourself why like a five-year-old. A five-year-old, my, my six-year-old daughter now, though, that when she was five, she would ask why. Why? Well, why? Why? You know how it is. You get exhausted because you're on the sixth why, and you're like, I don't know. This is what you must do in your own life. So I got cut. I didn't make the team. Why did I make the team? Why? Because he said I wasn't strong with my left hand. Why? Because I wasn't strong with my left hand. Okay, why? Because I didn't work on it. Okay, why? Because I was uncomfortable and I don't like to be uncomfortable. Okay, why? Because when I was a child, I always got pointed out for things that I didn't do right and that made me uncomfortable. Okay, why? Because I only wanted the approval of those who were pointing out everything I did wrong. Okay, so now we're getting to the bottom of it. We got to the bottom of it. The reason why it hurt you that you got cut was because it reaffirmed that you didn't get the approval of whoever you were seeking when you were a child. This is what we call shadow work, where you basically just keep asking why, 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 until you get to the bottom of it. And you'll know when you're at the bottom of it because you'll be in your childhood. You'll just keep going back, back, back into the past. And then when you get to your childhood, you will find this inner child who is curled up in a ball insecure, fearful, crying that has been lying in the shadow of the ego and has been waiting to surface. And it does it through traumatic experiences. Now, when I say traumatic, relatively speaking, right? So my trauma may not be your trauma. Any situation that really, you know, cuts down to the core of you, that core of you is your inner child. So I say that because like, This is God, the universe, whatever you want to refer to as this infinite intelligence. This is its way of ensuring that you continue to mature and develop and get to 
the fully realized version of yourself. The only way to acknowledge and get better is to deal with your shortcomings. So if we're using um, basketball, because this is what I'm familiar with, we use basketball as an analogy, I have to go 0 for 7 from the three-point line for me to now have the awareness that, you know what, I got to get in the gym and get more shots up because I didn't even realize that my elbow was going out on my jumper. This is why I missed seven in a row. So I had to go 0 for 7 for me to have the awareness as to why I went 0 for 7. Once I know why, now I have a choice to do something about it. So this is what happens in our lives. We have these things that arise that make us feel really uncomfortable, that test us, that push us. The reason why this is happening is to bring to the surface an emotional skill set, a mental skill set that you need to work on to continue to ascend in consciousness. This is it. So it's not bad. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's actually meant for you to get better, which is good. So long as you're able to perceive it that way. So me going over seven isn't bad at all. I just got to go back to the drawing board. This is what the really great ones do. What we refer to as elite. This is an elite level mindset. I look at this situation. I don't look at it as bad. It's not negative. It just is a lesson that I need to learn. And then once I learn that lesson, I will have just gotten better. I've increased my rating. I've increased my skill set. This is it. So really, was that thing that bad? No, it wasn't bad at all. But in order to do this, you have to feel it. But see, here's the problem. We've been programmed. And I speak, when I say we, I'm saying uh, Western civilization, specifically the United States. We have been programmed not to be uncomfortable because if you're uncomfortable, there's a chance that you could fail. And if you fail, this is the worst thing in life. So when I have these low vibrational feelings, which is known as a hardship or struggle, adversity, whatever you want to call it, this triggers failure. I process this as failure because I've been conditioned to think that this is failure. It's not failure. There's no such thing as failure. We talked about this in season one. There is no such thing as failure. This is where the concept of failure came about. When you are in school, and I think you get, I don't know, maybe like fourth or fifth grade. My son's in third grade. They don't, they don't have letter grades yet, but I hear, I hear it's coming soon though. But they introduced this letter grade, right? A, B, C, D, F. F stands for failure. Okay. Which is really weird because F is failure, but then you never, you never told me what D, C, and B and A stood for. Like, do they stand for something too? I don't know. But here's what we do. We don't realize that the teacher gives us a lesson. Teacher gives us a lesson. So basically she's giving us all of the answers, but they're all like hidden within the text or in our notes. So they're not just clear cut, but you do have all of the answers. And then she gives you a test. The test is to ensure and to make, make sure that you are competent in the lesson that you have learned. So understand that the lesson is the answers and the test is to make sure that you are competent with the answers that you have been given. So if you do not get a satisfactory grade on the test, then absolutely, yes, you have failed because you already got the answers to the test. Life is not like that. But we take that same formula, we take that same model and apply it to life. 
Life is not like that. Outside of school, it's the opposite. You get a hardship, you get a struggle, you get adversity, you get a test, and then you get the answers. You get the lesson to the test. Test comes first in life, then the, then the lesson. Test, lesson. When you understand that this is actually how life works, you will stop beating yourself up. The ego wants to beat yourself up. You can't fail. You have never failed outside of school. You have never failed because the first, the hardship came and then you got the answers as to why the hardship happened. This is it. So now we've just reframed your picture of life. Now that I know that I can't fail, the concept of failure, no, sorry, the concept of fear can't exist. Not in that light, at least. I can't worry about fear. I can't be, I can't have a fear of failure. This is what 99% of all human beings struggle with. The fear of failure. The fear of failure. Failure was constructed within this, this controlled environment called school. Well, if we never had school, you never have failure. This is why animals have no concept of failure. <laughs> they have no concept of failure. Like, this is what I like to do. I, I like to look at animals because animals don't have the higher state of consciousness to think outside of nature. So when you understand that a lion, like when they go and hunt, okay, they go and hunt. Let's just say a lion over the course of a month, it goes to hunt to eat a hundred times, 100 times out of 100 times, it will only successfully kill something 17 times. Think about that. Just think about that. 17% of the time is a lion successful. In human standards, that is failure. Imagine going to the grocery store, and 100 times you go to the grocery store, only 17 times did you actually leave with food. Your wife, your husband, your kids, they would look at you like, what are you doing? You're not allowed to go to the grocery store anymore. That's because lions don't have this concept, this man-made concept of failure. They haven't, they, they, they don't have it. So, which is why they don't look at it as, oh, I failed. Dang, I'm never going to hunt ever again. No, instead, they understand that I didn't kill anything. Well, it's because I was down, I, I was downwind. They smelled me. The gazelle smelled me before I actually started running. I know now I can't do that. I can't do that. I have to change. I have to have a new strategy, a new approach right now. I don't know if they think it out like this. I don't know if they're in a state of consciousness to think like that and that in depth. But my point of it is this. Failure does not exist in their world. So there can be no fear of failure. So if you have a fear of failure, you need to ask yourself why and then why. And then why? And when you get back to it, you'll see was it was probably because as a child, you failed in this thing called school and somebody who had enough influence in your life made you feel some type of way that was a low vibration that it did not it, 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 it did not make you feel good. So my advice, because this is, you know, this is this is only what I do in my life. I feel things fully. I feel things fully. So when something happens, I feel it. I feel all of it. But then 
so so now the reason why I'm feeling it is so I can understand the magnitude because the, the the harder I'm sorry the, the the more pain you feel the worse it hurts the deeper it is I'm gonna have to go back even further in my life and now that I felt it now I can sit here and acknowledge and be aware of why why is this happening what do I need to do what do I need to look for why is this happening to me and I'll find it's usually deep, 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 deep down inside when I was a kid, deep down when I was a child. And it was never done in my life, at least it was never done purposely by anybody or not my parents or my brother or society. It was just this was the part of me as a human being that perceived that particular situation. And it got embedded deep down into my subconscious. And now here it is coming out in my late 30s. And now I'm struggling to deal with it. You must feel it in order to heal it. So, you know, we're going into a, sta- a, a, a stage of, you know, collectively of uh, human beings are, are, are rising our state of consciousness. It's, 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 there's a stage of ascension. Through ascension comes more awareness. You must feel whatever you're dealing with, whatever struggles or hardship, and then like peel black, peel back the layers. Peel them back. It's like an onion. When you hold an onion, an, old, an onion does not make your eyes water when you're in the grocery store. It's not until you start peeling back the layers does it start to bring the tears out. Your trauma that you're dealing with right now as an adult is the same thing. Or maybe you're a young adult. Maybe, I don't know. You could be doing anything. I don't know how old you are. But the reason why this is happening is so you can start peeling back the layers. When you start peeling back the layers, now... Now we're getting somewhere. Now you can start moving forward. And now once you start moving forward, you, 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 you remove all of these, what I call blockages. Now you're getting closer and closer to the infinite you. The, the you that can do anything. The real you, right? Will the, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I don't know if you guys remember that. It was Eminem, but back in the day, back when I was in high school. But anyway, this is, this is it. You must feel it. In order to heal it. It's not easy. Please hear me when I say that. I'm not telling you it's easy. Oh, well, Derek said it was going to be. No, it's not, no, it's not easy. It's actually really, really painful. But if you're willing to do this, this will be the gateway to you tapping into the infinite you. The, the, the you that is has infinite pure potentiality that can literally do anything that you can conceive of. Once you start healing this trauma, these these blockages inside of you, this is when you'll start to move forward. As a matter of fact, I, I think next episode what we're going to talk about is these blockages and what they actually are and why they keep you from being able to uh, create and do all that you've, you, you've been put here to do. So, as always... It has been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure sharing this time with you, to share this space with you. I wish you nothing but the best on the pathway to your results. <laughs>